Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hello, welcome to Jump Podcast. I am Traveling Jackie, and you might have noticed, but lately, uh, like actually in the past couple years, really, I've been having fun with the opening audio for these podcast episodes. With each new episode, I'm sharing some unique audio bite from, from the actual destination that is the subject of the episode. And for this one, what you just heard was taken at about 5.30 in the evening on January 5th, 2023, while I was laying in a hammock outside of my canvas wall glamping tent down in Baja California Sur, just listening to nature and watching the full moon rise in front of me over La Ventana Bay as the sun was setting over the mountains behind me. And I look at these videos now and I'm just immediately transported back to how peaceful and beautiful it felt to just be outside, warm in January, surrounded by nature in Baja. And after I got up from that hammock, I went and had a happy hour, which included a local beer, followed by a farm-to-table dinner with the rest of the guests staying at the ranch that night. And that was the beginning of my three-night stay at a place you're going to hear a bit more about later in this episode. And it also happens to be a place that is included in our Jump Adventures Baja trip that's happening this coming February. So if you need a winter escape hey, I've already planned it for you. <laughs> Come with us. You can find all the details at jumpadventures.com slash Baja. We still have plenty of space at this point. Uh, and if you're listening to this in the future, get on our email list so you don't miss out on future trip announcements. So if you've been paying attention to my story for any amount of time, you will probably have watched me go to Baja at least once or twice or maybe even more. I first went to Baja back in 2014 um, actually, I was there when I launched this podcast, which was a wild experience in itself. But anyway, then I really jumped into the adventure activities of Baja when I went back in 2015. And you're going to hear a bit about those adventures today. And since then, I've lived in Loreto for a season. I've been back to visit several times. I'm about to be going there again. Baja is just one of those places for me that I keep going back to. And I'm pretty excited to be inviting my longtime friend and Baja California Sur native, Fatima, to join me on the mic today. Uh, I first met Fatima on that 2015 adventure trip. She was not really an adventure traveler when I met her. And yet today she is passionately working on alternative tourism projects that connect travelers with locals creating a direct and positive impact on her own community and the environment, and, as you'll hear, leaving a lasting effect on the lives of everyone involved, and that includes me. Um, we're going to dive into this story now. So, you regular listeners know that this is coming. <laughs> now is the time to pause and grab a Modelo, maybe, and a lime, or maybe a Pacifico, maybe a margarita or a taco. How about a chip with some hot sauce, if you have none of the above? 
And bring your taste buds along as we head south of the border for a little backyard Baja adventure. And yes, this podcast was also recorded during a pod chat. And I invite you to learn more about that and join us at jumpadventures.com slash podchats. Okay, here we go. Vamos. Fatima, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. This is so much fun because we do get to share a really fun story today that leads into um, quite a lot behind the scenes of what happens in your world. And I know that you're a very, very busy woman in the travel industry. (laughs) (laughs) um, Would you like to take a couple minutes first to just um, introduce yourself? Yeah. You are. Yeah. Yeah, of course. First of all, thank you for having me and thank you for inviting me. It's very exciting to share this because we have shared events and we have shared tents and we have shared trips and (laughs) we have shared drinks and it's been exciting. And um, I think that you might be one of the adventure tourism friends that I might be closer to and that I see more because all of us live so far away, like everyone lives in so many places and everyone's always traveling and working and uh but i'm so excited to be here and thank you and thank thank you to everyone who's here and joining us and interested in knowing about the story of adventure in baja california sur uh (laughs) (laughs) hope i can be a good like a good storyteller um i am fatima and i'm from la paz and uh originally i started my background is in destination promotion like i have worked for the state tourism board in baja california sur and then i was managing director at the la paz tourism board and uh, then i started working to uh, on these projects that are mainly focused on regeneration and uh, bringing communities together and how we can actually build models that are actually uh, sustainable and bi- viable and economics and you know so People can actually grow in their own places. So no, like people doesn't have to move from one place to the other, but they can actually learn and work and do more on their own place. So it's been very exciting. It's been a change because I have been in destinations like promotion for about, I don't know, nine and a half years. And um, it's the kind of thing that you love and learn like so much like into detail that you are asleep and you can tell a story about that. So, <laughs> and I love it. I mean, I studied international tourism. So I say that I'm a, we'll say that I'm a professional in tourism. Uh, I think that this is such a novel industry. And I think that it brings a lot of people together and people are very interested. And I love that the trends right now are going towards people who are actually interested in doing quality tourism and yeah, to actually get to know these places that they're visiting, to actually uh, learn from people and not just waiting for these destinations to change so they can adapt to the traveler, but travelers adapting to the locals and their traditions mm-hmm. and their costumes. And I think it's so rich and so purposeful to travel like that. So, I mean, I'm happy to be part of this this world. It's so exciting and it has taught me so much. So I have met so many people like you and so many nice people like you. And uh, I have learned a lot from you guys. So it's cool. It's exciting to be yeah. here. 
<laughs> well, it's the same. And I honestly, I was gonna say, it's the same for me. It's a similar journey for me. And I love the the way that you put that because I think we're all drawn to just the idea of travel, right? The idea yeah. of seeing other places and getting to um, be part of what everyone's talking about, whether it's the Coliseum or the the, the Eiffel Tower. There's just iconic things around this world that we want to be part of. And yeah. so when we think of travel, it's like, oh, we get to go and see and just like experience these places. But there's such a journey within travel itself that I think I have discovered as well. And that's, it sounds like you just worded it really cool the way that you um, have, have just learned a lot and we're going to get more into it. But I think just the, the story behind the travel and the culture and the way that it brings people together, you start to pay more attention to, I think, the depths of travel the more you travel. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's been really special for me, too. Just learning. I think you said the quality, something about the quality, quality of travel the travel. And like it changes, travel, uh-huh. you yeah. know. I mean, um, I was actually just talking to Lauren earlier today about uh the about traveling through cities and she didn't know that I don't love traveling in cities. And (laughs) the reason that I'm just sharing this is because it's where we all start kind of like I started with traveling to actually I started with traveling to Costa Rica and studying abroad. So that doesn't really count. But when I was making my big list, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, go, go to Rome, go to Paris, go to Berlin, like see all the big cities. And then at one point I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Like, I don't even (laughs) really like city. I mean, yes, I have great experiences in all those places, but when you can get further into, um, I think just the experience of travel itself and learning what else is out there and also how you connect to it. It changes everything for you. And it was somewhere in along that journey where I kind of tuned, started tuning into adventure travel and the idea of, Oh, like not just going to, um, to see something that everyone else has talked about, but to experience something that means something to me, Mm. you know, that, that I can then take home and it'll change my life. And, um, I was not planning on going off on that tangent, but I really just loved the way that you set up that whole idea of what you've learned through travel. So (laughs) that said, let's go back. You said you've been doing this for nine and a half years in the, Uh, in the tourism industry, right? 11 years now, 11 years. Okay. Um, so (laughs) once upon a time, about nine years ago, you Uh were putting together a trip that I was on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and that was my first no, it wasn't. It was my second trip down to Baja, but it was my uh-huh. first trip to like experience the adventure yeah. of Baja. And it you was, mentioned, uh huh, you mentioned that we slept in a tent together because <laughs> we did. We were roommates on this trip. So tell us, um, do you want to tell the story of how we met and what you were doing? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Okay. I mean, it's a good cool. one. It is. Um, I think that I'm. We were just saying that I think that I'm a great example on how adventure and alternative tourism can be for everyone. Uh, because I'm not your, like your typical adventure traveler. I mean, to be honest, I think that I, yeah, yeah, no, I think that I started with this through that trip. Um, I was working at the state tourism board and we were working with the ATTA and we were working an adventure week Baja Sur. And, uh, it was, how do we put together a trip that brings out the most authentic and real experiences around Baja? Because, Usually people think that it's just beaches and it's so rich in history and so rich in culture. And the people, the people are so nice. I mean, 
there's, I, I don't think there's going to be somewhere that you go and someone's mean to you. I think everyone's really nice. They're also chill. They're relaxed. And I lived in a bigger city like for five or six years. And when I came back, I was like, everything is so slow. <laughs> it's like island time. It's like what is, a time you know, apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it beach time, beach mm-hmm. time. So everyone's like chill. I mean, and it's nice and such a nice place to live. So we were putting together the strip and we were bringing in 15 people. It was um, 10 buyers and five people from media. And you were on the trip. And I remember it was such a challenge because it's like a lot of people. And then they were all coming in from so many different places. So I had to be ready. And then there was this friend that I was like, I cannot believe that you did not cry organizing this trip. Because it was like so many details. I mean, and I wanted everything to be so perfect for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so amazing. And uh, you guys started with this trip uh, coming into Cabo San Lucas. You all mm-hmm. traveled into Cabo. And then we put you on this on cruise trip. So we went and see whales. We yeah. went to see humpback whales. It was so nice. It was so amazing. We were drinking so like rosé champagne and this one, remember the one whale that came and did like yeah. this grand finale oh, for and us? Then this, yeah. yeah, amazing job. It's on video. It's on video, of yeah. course, because that's how I got it. So it's in a great video. And then everyone had like such nice food and we got these packages for you guys and it was so mm-hmm. exciting. And then you slept on that cruise and then got into La Paz and then yeah. woke up to Espiritu Santo Island natural protected area. I mean, yeah. Let's let's real quick yeah. uh, paint a picture of where we are because I'm not sure everybody understands even what Baja is. Oh, um, so, yes. th- so as we talk about, we came into Baja and then we slept overnight and woke up in La Paz. Like people are like, what does that even mean? So yeah. c- just quickly. Um, okay. Yeah. So we're yeah, located in the Baja Peninsula in Mexico. So it's like- Which a- is where? It's, it's literally under California. Yeah, like under California, yeah. it's like a two and a half hour trip flight. And then, I mean, you can do a trip like road tripping, but it's going to be a little longer. Maybe 24 20 hours. 24 hours <laughs> yeah. to drive from top to bottom. <laughs> but it's a whole experience. I mean, yeah, you have to do amazing. it. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and then, I mean, you all travel here from the States and then you got into Cabo. I, I think that everyone knows like about Cabo because it's so well. Cute. Let's tell them this. Cabo actually means Cape, and there uh-huh. are there's there's two right at the very 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 tip. There's Cabo San Lucas, and then there's San Jose del Cabo, and so that's, that's why they call it Los Cabos, the, yes. the capes. Um, and yeah. it's the very very tip of the Baja Peninsula, and so this is all. And Baja North is a state, and Baja South. Yeah, a state, Baja California it's, Sur. Yes, Baja California and Baja California Sur. And in Baja California is Valle de Guadalupe and Tijuana, Mexicali, Rosarito, all of those famous places too that are like in another state. And then we're Baja California Sur, Los Cabos, La Paz, Loreto, which I think they've gained more popularity mm-hmm. around travelers. Mm-hmm. So you guys came in and the idea was for you to experience all of these things that we have around La Paz, like swimming with sea lions and diving and doing kayaking around um, the island. Excuse me, they were whale sharks. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, we well, did whale sharks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It was great. Right. I won't forget. Oh, look, Sherry just showed um shared a map of Baja uh-huh. of Baja into the into the yes. chat. But yeah. So yeah. um yeah, That's if you guys want to pull up listeners, if you want to pull up a, a Baja <laughs> map as <laughs> well, you, then Sherry. you can kind of follow follow this. Yeah. Um and um I mean, we did this amazing experiences for you guys. And you did kayaking, you did diving, you had meetings around here. And then we moved to this camp 
which I can definitely say is one of the best experiences of my life. Woo. I have said this a long, for a long time. And since then, we got to this place that's called Baya Magdalena. Right now, they, they changed the location for that camp. They're not doing it there anymore. Uh, but it's this amazing company that's called Red Sustainable Travel. And uh, they started doing these trips where people got educated on the species. So they have this program where you could monitor turtles. Because around Baya Magdalena, which is about, we'll say that it's four and a half hours, five hours away from Los Cabos, driving. Uh-huh, something like yeah. that. And yeah. uh, we got into, into this road, like dirt road. And then we got to this little, like a little bay. And we hopped into a, a small boat. And it was like, I remember that it was like, it depended on the time and the currents. We didn't know if we were getting first to the camp or first to the dunes because we got to this amazing sand dunes that we all like climbed and we saw the Pacific on the other side. So we got there. And um, the thing that they are they do is that they combine tourism with learning and education on taking care of these places. And then they involve communities too. So it, it has been a great case on them. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, and we got to this camp and we got to experience amazing food, ceviche and drinks. And then we got up to the sand dunes and they gave this great like training, like small program and how to kayak because we were kayaking to our camp. Yeah. And, uh, It was like a lot. And then we got, when we were kayaking, it just like came to me like, there's nothing else. My mind was blank and it was just there. And for me, it was kind of like a revelation. And like, mm. you have so much in your head all the time. Like you're always worried about something and something's happening. You have responsibilities and life happening. But right now you're just here. There's nothing else. Yeah. But you and the space you're in and nature and the ocean. And then like, being all of us together and having fun and getting to know each other. It was so nice. I mean, for me, it was a whole experience. And it, I think it changed how I look into adventure tourism, the whole trip. But that specific experience was great. And then we got to our tent and turns out we're roomies. <laughs> yes. It also I, turns out that you'd never slept in a tent before. I mean, I had, but it, not like that. It was like I had a cabin in the back, so it doesn't count. Lamping. Yeah. yeah. So it was so nice. And I was like, Jackie, this is my, kind of like my first time, like really camping. And you were like, no way. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it was great because Jackie was like, no worries. I got it covered and I'll tell you how to do this. I'm going to be your teacher right here. It was so great. We got to talk a lot. We, I mean, mm -hmm. we had such nice food. We learned and we went monitoring the turtles. We had a nice cocktail next to the beach. I mean, I don't know. And then after that, we went to Loreto. We did like a little bit far up north, like two hours north. And we did blue whales. And we learned about the Jesuit missions in Baja. And we saw then up, up north still, we saw gray whales in a natural like preserve and then we saw I don't know cave paintings it was such an amazing trip so mm -hmm. rich and so amazing and I think that you guys had been and I remember you telling me that I had been to some places but this is so eye-opening mm -hmm. it's like a lot Like so For much. sure. I had spent six weeks in Baja before and never experienced not even a, the slight bit of what we 
what was there the whole time. And I was just in one spot on the beach doing what I thought people did in Baja, which is hang out on the beach. And like, <laughs> I just didn't realize how much I was missing. It was that trip though, that I went to Loretto for the first time. And um, I so mean, anyone I who's followed my story at all knows that I ended up moving back there for a uh-huh. few months. Not that long later. I think it was just later that, was it later that year? Like a couple was, months, I no, think. It was um, a year later. Uh-huh. Another year oh, later. But then yeah. I stayed for three months and mm-hmm. I've been back a, a couple of times to Loretto specifically. And I'm going to go back there again this winter. <laughs> like it's it's one of the um, Pueblo Magicos in, in, yes, Mexico, in Mexico, which is the, yeah. a magic village. And oh, man, I mean, it was like tangible in the air when we walked. I was like, what is this place? And it turns out that Loretto is actually the first mission in all of the Californias. So yes. if you're aware of all the San, it's like all of the San <laughs> cities, Santa Barbara, San Diego, San Bernardino, yeah. oh, like all San of those. Jose, San Bernardino, San Francisco. Mission city, mission. Yeah. And, and it started in Loretto, which is I don't know. The, there's so much history there is, was my point is that there's so much of, of the history, the culture. We went up to, um, that there's a San, what's the one up in the Javier? And San Ignacio is San Javier. San Javier is yeah. right above Loreto and they got electricity two years before we were there. Like what? What year is this again? Like, and they had yeah. just gotten electricity and their children are growing up there and playing in the yes. streets and going to school. And I mean, we learned all about mules and how they're bred for the, the harsh climates. And I mean, there's just so much, but from that, okay. So I wanted to start there because you explained that maybe you're a good example of yeah. um, that adventure travel can be for everybody. And so starting with all of that, with the revelation that you had and the kayaking and all of this experience with the whales and and also getting to witness these people that you created this trip for come and be changed from this trip and then go on and spread it in their own ways and bring people back to Baja. What has been your experience in, I mean, what was, what was next for you? Like, where, what did that turn into for you? I think that it, I mean, it really opened my eyes because even though I'm from Baja, and I think that this happens a lot, people who live here usually don't get to know all of these places. I think that I am blessed and uh, I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to get to know these places through my job. And um, I have had the opportunity to go to all of these little hidden gems like San Javier and then the cave paintings that I might not, I might not have been there right now if I had not been on mm-hmm. this trip. I don't know. Um, so for me, it really opened my eyes. Like you can do this because I really thought that I, I'm not going to make it. Like this is, this is going to be harsh for me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I'm I not can't sleep in a tent. <laughs> yeah. No. When I got home, my mom was like, so how was it? And I was like, <laughs> so exciting. Like it was great. Like, and she was like, really? And then my friends would make fun of me. Like, are you really going camping? And I was like, <laughs> come on, so, come have on. some faith. Yeah. yeah. Have some faith. And then I actually like, for me, it turned out that it was something I really enjoyed. Like I had mm-hmm. not been in this type of activities or this type of trips as often. And, um, I really liked it. And I think that it's, it brings you out of your box and it brings you out of what you're used to. And it actually kind of challenges you a little. And it has taught me a lot right now that I'm working closely with this project, uh, like the one that you have seen, Rancho Cacachilas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it has actually changed some things in me about being more conscious and how to use the resources and how to work more closely with communities because I have always thought that we need to work close with the communities and we do not need to change the place we're in for people to come. I think that they appreciate where they are. They appreciate where they go. They come here because they want to see the authenticity of the place. So I think that's the most important thing when you're there. But for me, it has like opened my mind to so many different options. I mean, you would never think that I would have leggings or stuff like that to go hiking. I mean, and now I have like a ton. So it's, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because people are like, I, I don't believe you. Like you didn't go. And I was like, I did. And I took pictures. So it was, yeah, of course. And um, it's funny because I actually enjoy it. I really enjoy it. And sometimes I don't have like enough time to do it. But when I do, I really like it. And I try to go and see, okay, so I can do more now. You know, I can do a little bit more like from stand-up paddleboarding to hiking or learning about the plants that are around here and the animals and the people. And, you know, it's it's really nice. I I think that it's part of what has influenced what we are doing. And I think that it's such a big, also such a big thing here in Baja. We have so many things happening around it. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Yeah, the way that you kind of describe that suggests that, yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of the locals don't even know what is in their backyard, except that I know a lot of them are guides. A lot of them work in tour in local tourism. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, when we're there, there's it's always always local guides. There's not there aren't imported guides in Baja. And so there's definitely an industry there. Um, but how, how do you think that, like, it's, you mentioned that you have, it's changed your life, like the way that you live, not just with how your project, or I want to get into the project that you're working on yeah, um, for sure. I want to know about that, but you did mention that it's changed your perspective on kind of your own life and, and, um, that it's had impacts on the way that you live. Um, have you been able to share that with your friends too? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because... I'm going to share something that's going to be bad because I usually, when I was younger, I was like, I would take an eternity, like brushing my teeth and washing my hands. Like, Oh, there's water forever, you know? Oh yeah. And then Mm -hmm. it's, it's made me much more conscious about that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's made me appreciate the place I'm in and the world as it is. I mean, I do get annoyed a lot when I see that there's, I mean, we just had a hurricane happening yeah. this weekend and there was so much trash on the beach, so much. And I was so annoyed and I was like, what is happening? Like, what can we actually do? Mm-hmm. So we stopped this type of thing. And then you would see people coming in and helping on their own. Nobody's paying nice. them to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling them you have to go. People do it because they love the place they live. So, I mean, it's make me it's made me more conscious about the place I'm in mm-hmm. and uh, about how we need to encourage and educate more 
um, our youth and the people who are living here, because there's a whole industry, as you were saying, it's a whole industry happening. And there are so many other opportunities where locals can benefit in a sustainable way and in a way that this lasts. And then we can share this knowledge and this history and all of the traditions and everything that's authentic about La Paz and Baja. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's made me more conscious about that and many other details I could think. Um, I don't know. I just try. I think that learning every day because you learn something new every day and it's impossible to know everything. So I love it that I learn a lot. And every time I go to these experiences, I learn something different. And I've been to many and I really learn a lot. And it's exciting to share the knowledge with the people I know. I love that. Um, one of the things... I have so many thoughts going through my head right now and I, I'm keep going on tangents before we get to the project that you're working on. But yeah. um, there, there are two things I thought of while you were talking about um, not, it's, it's almost like instead of meeting the people where they are, let the people meet the place where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there was a keynote that I was listening to. I've actually brought this up in podcasts recently. So this won't be the first time that you've heard. In fact, we were just talking Uh about it with Rafa, but um, Uh we were talking about the need to, I think you were there because this was in Switzerland, which is. Oh, uh yeah. Remember when he said, um, stop to stop giving the people what they think that they want and give people what the destination needs. Um, And that is painting a picture for sustainable travel because it's essentially celebrating what is natural about the destination instead of adapting it um, so that people can have a golf course in Baja where there's no water or a cruise ship in the Bay of La Paz where they're um, running out the whale sharks, you know? Um, So like that, that's the stuff that was going kind of popping into my head as you were talking about this is I wish and I will say we have a we have a microphone, we have a platform right now with people listening um, to be able to say, hey, look beyond the golf courses, look beyond the cruise ships, like what's happening on land, like what's happening beyond the resort fences, you know, like what's happening with the locals and how can you get involved in that? And where are the companies like Red Sustainable Travel where you can actually spend a day learning about sea turtles um, or petting gray whales or uh, going to whale school with, you know, on an island in Magdalena Bay and um, there's so many other options other than, you know, what's what's inside the box. And I think you also mentioned that adventure travel puts you outside of the box. It gets you outside of your comfort zone. And so mm-hmm. this is a direct invitation <laughs> to everybody mm-hmm. listening to kind of, um, I guess, look a step further and, and, and look beyond the fence and look beyond the cruise ship and see like what's actually happening in the destination, because there's a reason people are going. There's a reason people are visiting La Paz. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, so. I mean, I, I think that people really appreciate the place they're visiting. Um, one of the things that I heard so much when people were coming into La Paz and when I got to this uh, travel shows and uh, big events in tourism, like, I don't know, the States, Canada, Europe, like a lot of places. And they were like, oh, my God, La Paz is so different. And uh, Baja is such a great place. And it has so much for everyone. And we love that it's so different. And we love that it's raw. And uh, it does have infrastructure for tourism, of course. I mean, we need to be ready. And uh, the cities are growing and people are coming in. And uh, yes, of course. But I love that people own the place. They own these places. They actually take care of it. As I was saying, there's people coming in and cleaning beaches and streets because of the hurricane. And nobody's telling them to do it. I mean, we as locals, we take care of the place we live in and we 
actually are committed to keeping it as it is because you feel like a local when you're here. And that's one of the main things that I think that are so important and uh, that you feel at home where you are. Like when you're visiting somewhere that's strange to your own home, you feel like yeah. you're there. It's like, it's so comfy around here. Like so nice. Like walking around the malecon, like the boardwalk and seeing the families and the kids. Yeah. It's so nice. I mean, it's, there's, I think that that kind of safety um, that a destination can bring to you and uh, that kind of closeness to locals because a lot of people actually ask like where do locals go and we're like we go everywhere you go <laughs> mm, like yeah. where are the restaurants for locals and we're like everything's for everyone like mm -hmm. we are not divided so mm -hmm. I think that that's very important and of course there's travelers for every type of travel uh but I think that the people come to Baja are eager to get to know more about the place and the people and how it works and its history and how it's evolved And um, I don't know, I think that we can do tourism that can actually help a place grow in a positive way. Absolutely. Yeah. And with that said, let's segue into what you're what you're working on, because I know that I know that one of your um, current projects that I've actually gotten to experience as well is super important to you and has also really impacted the way that you look at travel and um, and they are focusing on this alternative tourism. So let's let's talk about that. So. I'm in love with this project. <laughs> and that's why I'm the, best, I'm the best example for adventure tourism. Um, I love this project. It's so filled with purpose. Um, Rancho Cacachilas is this great uh, set of working ranches. It's like 30,000, more than 30,000 acres of land. Um, so it's a very big space. Um, at the Sierra de las Cacachilas, which is around the mountains, about 30 minutes away from La Paz driving, close to this place, that small town that's called La Ventana, which is pretty famous because it's amazing for kite surfing. Kite surfing and windsurfing are the best from November through March. So all of you kite surfers, windsurfers, La Ventana is amazing. And there's a big community of people from the States and Canada coming in and living there for about six to seven months a year and enjoying this amazing weather and these activities. So we are very close to that town. And uh, this great, great project um, has four main regeneration projects. Uh, our purposes are harvesting water for the aquifers and then regenerating the land, um, honoring the culture of the Baja California Sur rancher, which is a big story because Baja mm -hmm. Sur is like, where rancheros and cowboys were born. And then it expanded all the way into the States and Canada. So it's a big story, which you can look at one of our museums also. The other one is having like a biodiversity inventory. So we have this great, uh, this purposes. And then we have this four regeneration projects, which are watershed management, uh, erosion control, regenerative, regenerative agriculture, and um, holistic management of the cattle. Um, so... Those four main projects are the basis of Rancho Cacachilas. So what we do there is that we have worked on experiences, like alternative tourism experiences, because we have rural tourism, adventure tourism. I mean, there's a lot happening, ecotourism. And we have worked on different experiences from mountain biking uh, to hiking to mule riding and then some camps. We have this amazing camp. You stayed at that camp on yes. January. Yes. It's so nice. 
so, so nice. It's kind it of glamping. Is. You can tell us a story about that one because you were there. So I would okay. like to hear it from one of the people who stay there that is not me. Right. I understand. <laughs> you want me and, to tell you about that now or do you want to keep going? Yeah, the... no, and I'll just tell you oh. about the other. We have this other remote camp that's called Los Pisos. It's like mm -hmm. an hour and a half inside, like in the Sierra. So like I mean, further it, in, like further in out yeah. that peninsula. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. And I, oh, well, we have to come. It's to super one. remote. Yeah. It's super remote. It's more rustic. Mm -hmm. But the thing about this place is that we mainly work with locals, uh, people from branches around. And uh, one of the things we work with, oh, we just won uh, third place in a national competition that's called Vive el Queso. Vive el Queso? Uh, Vive el oh my queso. gosh, for the. In the, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Third place, Irene, which is uh, Jenny. Uh, she's her master cheesemaker. And she won third place with the Torote cheese. Amazing. Yeah. We were so excited for her. And I think that it's, <laughs> I mean, it's teamwork. I mean, I just clap. They do yeah. all the work. But they're so amazing. And they're people from the ranches that live in the ranch. And uh, some people were like, you're not telling a rancher how to do cheese. And we're like, of course not. We actually learn from them. But what we do is that we <laughs> teach them and, make, and bring them closer to better te techniques that they can apply at home. So they can actually sell cheese outside. Because right. the idea is for them to bring in more knowledge and more resources so they can have a thriving community. So, mm -hmm. I mean, this is just one of the many, many things that or big things that we work around mm -hmm. the ranch. And I think that it's so important to work on this type of projects where people can actually learn and thrive and feel proud about their roots because you actually go into a mule riding with a rancher, with a family of ranchers, people who have been ranchers the whole life for generations. And they are so honest and it's such a different type of personality. And uh, I don't know, just being there, every time I go there, I learn something. <laughs> I learn about... <laughs> the crops and how they, mm -hmm. I don't know, how they plant flowers uh, so they can know if there's a plague coming in. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, I have learned so many things and it's so exciting for me because as I was saying, it's not like I'm an expert, uh, but it's so nice to learn from people who actually know that they know what they're doing and that they've lived there and they've done it for a long time. And uh, it's people from the community that are actually having good jobs, well-paid jobs. They're learning more. They're being trained. They are part of an important, they have a voice. And I mean, it's so nice to learn from all of them. And uh, I don't know, for me, it's so exciting to be there. It's such an amazing place. I have done more hikes than you would think right now. <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> no, the hiking there was super interesting to me because um, we walked up a a drainage, essentially, where they, I mean, you think of Baja, it is, it's dry. It's a very dry climate, um, except when there's a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like saving water is a really important thing. And you mentioned- um, One of the main things we do at the water, ranch. Yeah, water retention. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we walked up this, the water hike. hike and there was so much water. I mean, a yeah. water hike, first of all, the words uh, alone, like, wait a sec, where are we? Like you look up and it's just cactus, uh, like cac cactus and dirt yeah. trails. And you wonder where this water comes from. And there are springs. Um, and the way that they've created these, 
they've like you they've innovated ways to 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 create the drain it like the ditch almost the creek so that the water remains i mean it sounds like i'm describing a dam but you'd have to see it because it's different like they they change um they change the water flow so that it doesn't run away so that it actually um it stays and and flows slowly and they're able to collect it it goes back into the aquifer which then they can reuse later instead of just running off and going everywhere you were influenced, Jackie. I'm so proud. <laughs> I learned something. I know. I know. I learned no. like <laughs> something every time I go there. But yes, we work. This with stuff this stays with you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This type of, uh, we work with this uh, system of cavians. There's, I mean, the team there is so committed. They, I mean, they know so much about what they do. Um, so they do this cavians. They have this. They have traced, and they know where the water flows from the Sierra into the ocean, which is one of the main problems here in Baja. Is that, and usually everywhere water runs down directly into the ocean so we don't get we we're the driest state in mexico and uh when we have this type of rain we need to take care of that water so what we do is as you are saying is the system of cavians that what they do is that they slow down the i mean the speed of the water going into the ocean so it infiltrates into the aquifers mm-hmm. and uh, it's i mean it's one of the best, best examples of tranchuca chile is the one that you're saying that it works i mean and what we try to do is like we try to demonstrate that we can do this type of stuff around the world i mean and around these places that this can be done this can be done so and, and we can actually take more water because there's no water in the world so i mean there's there's only like there's a lot that we could do or like little things maybe but mm-hmm. i mean this is big but it yeah works. It is big, the water retention. And then the first thing, so this ranch, by the way, just to back up a step in case anybody missed it, it is a working ranch where guests are invited. So they're, it's the, they're invited to come and stay. There are like day events that they can come and do like a pizza, the pizza thing, or pizza they can night. come in and just do um, a goat cheese eating. workshop, for example, mm-hmm. in an afternoon. So if you're in La Ventana, bike, not bike, kite surfing, um, you could come up and do a goat cheese workshop or one of the pizza nights or stargazing or something at the ranch just to, to know it, to, to, to know it, to, um, experience it. Yeah. And, um, so you can do like day trips or you can go and stay and they have amazing canvas glamping tents. Um, so comfy. <laughs> I did get to sleep in one for a few nights and it, it was, oh. it was very big, tons of, tons of room. And I mean, there's no, there's no service or, um, I don't think there was cell service, but there was like walkie talkies in case we needed to get in touch with our guide about anything. Like it was adorable. And we had, um, bucket showers. Yeah. The actual ranchero way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so fun. I mean, I don't know. I think people might get intimidated by that, but it's part of the experience. Like, and they're nice. Like you get like these little galvanized bins and you can take them into the stalls and you take a shower that way. And I mean, you're in the desert. We did see a tarantula, for example, and it was awesome. And my guide was like, oh my gosh, where'd she go? And went and found her and picked her up. And I mean, that makes you less scared right there. Just watching somebody get so jazzed over, you know, the wildlife. um, Yeah, we had a stargazing session um, and we had incredible food we got to learn how to make um i think it was just a salsa one night that we were doing yeah. and i mean the chef is super he he doesn't stay behind the walls like he comes out and he'll answer your questions and chat with you and um is very interactive and i mean the first thing that we did when we got to the ranch was 
they gave us a tour of the organic gardens, which we then ate the food from for the next few days. And it was, it was expansive mm-hmm. and they have, um, mar- they take, they take some of that down to the market, um, in La Ventana and sell, sell some of the produce there as well. Yeah. And so it's like super integrated with the, with the community. And we got to meet the mules and learn. That's where we learned about the breeding of, mm-hmm. um, and why we use mules, mules and, instead of horses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because mules are the ones that are actually going to endure the climate and mm-hmm. the weather conditions that we have in Baja, which are tough. And especially in that type of, it's a dry forest. So it's kind of like complicated for horses, but mules are mm-hmm. born for that. Super sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, um, I mean, you've experienced it and it's, I mean, you talk it as it is. And uh, it's great to hear that you actually like you keep it like in your heart, in your mind, because you really remember your experience. And oh, yeah. uh, that's the thing about this place. Um, I think that it has made me more conscious. Like, as I was saying, like, like bucket showers, you really learn that you don't need that much water. Like Mm-mm. you need so <laughs> yeah. little water. Right. And then we're 100 percent off the grid. So it's all solar electricity, like solar energy. So you have to take care of the, I mean, the light inside of your tent. And I mean, yes, and being disconnected. You have Wi-Fi in some places, good Wi-Fi in some places, like or a clubhouse. And and it, even though it's like camping and doing activities, because yes, it is a private property. So it you can only access through an experience or staying there or for an event. But I think that it has worked so well into integrating all of these things and all of these purposes. Um, and the community and uh, like the actual essence of the ranchers um, a little bit more comfy maybe because you have this amazing tent where you're sleeping in <laughs> such a comfy bed um, but the truth is it's a different experience from other places um, there's so much quality in the ranch and around the experiences and the people who are there so I think it is something that needs to be experienced Definitely. I agree Mm-hmm. And it's a really good example of, I mean, there are a lot of places that operate similar to this. Like, just like we were talking earlier about Red Sustainable Travel, like they they, they have the same idea. You know, it's, it's bring the people in, give them a really out of this world experience, let them be challenged and try something new, um, whether it's, you know, mountain biking or um, riding a mule or learning about the freaking water retention on the water hike or whatever it is, um, you know, learning about how to monitor sea turtles, you know, there's so many experiences like this that bring the people in and you, and they, you be as the traveler, you become invested because you become part of the story and you have then had a hand in the story. And then you have experienced what it feels like to support the people who are creating the story. And it all kind of comes full circle and and that is what you can kind of hang your hat on at the end of the day about like this is choosing sustainable travel like we need travel we need to bring people in to show them um the goat cheese workshop so that these people can continue to make this happen and make a living doing it and, and you're and, part of it and you're part of it absolutely of yeah it. And, and, the, I, and yeah no i mean people taking pride on their roots it's so nice to see I think mm-hmm. that it's so amazing when you're visiting a place like this and then you actually appreciate what they are able to share with you. Uh, that makes them so proud. And I think that's one of the most valuable things that we have there because we have seen so many places lose 
uh, it's pride on their roots and their customs and who they are and what where they have come from. And I think that this is such a great example on how important history is for a place and for people. And keeping it alive. Yeah. And telling the complete story and including yeah. the culture and the, the people in that story. And, yeah. and then making it mean something to you such that when you leave, like it stays with you. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I still talk to my guide from there too. I mean, oh, really? Still, yeah, definitely. They're really and, nice and they're so they're, yeah. experienced. Yeah. They're super experienced. Super they professional. Know, super professional, yep. completely mm-hmm. bilingual, and they know yeah. what they're doing. They love what they're doing. I mean, they're super well-trained. I don't know. We have, like, I always say that we have such a high-quality team. Um, that's something to be, I don't know, proud of, I think. But Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're nice. They're so great. I mean, I, I think that you guys have to visit. Like, everyone around here needs to know about the ranch. Yes. And needs to know about Baja if you haven't been mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Agree. Well, I think that might be a good time to say that we are coming. <laughs> I have oh, yes. organized the trip. Yeah. So in in February of 2024, where this is the ranch that we're going to be spending a few days, four days, three nights, um, yes. doing all of these things and meeting these incredible people. And um, and I love that that just happened to be part of this conversation. Yeah. Um, and I feel very proud to be working with um, uh, such an operation that that's so invested in, um, in the impact that it has basically. Yeah. On on people and on the environment and everything. And we're happy that you're hopping in too. (laughs) I mean, we're happy that you're being part of this. Yes. You're sharing the word. And I mean, I don't know. Sometimes we just want to go everywhere. Everyone's talking about, I think that we should talk about these places, not just French Cacachilas. I think there are so many places around the world that need to be acknowledged. And uh, we, I think that luxury travel is also changing and people are taking this experience as the actual luxury, like living these different things and enjoying these places and learning from the people. And uh, I really think that's nice. It's quality travel, being mm-hmm. part of changing and positive change and positive growth and bringing in, I don't know, a, a, a way of living for people in a positive way. And um, I don't know, it's the future for many, many communities. And uh, when you take care of that, that's why it's sustainable, right? Like sustainable travel is such like the base for all of this. So I love it. I don't know. I've learned a lot and I love it. And I'm sure I'm going to be learning so much more. Um, but yeah, and, uh, I'm so happy to share it with you guys. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's been, it's been really cool to hear your personal, uh, perspective from a local who could just as easily be the one who doesn't own those adventure tights, you know, <laughs> and, like, just wears jeans and does your thing and stays in I town. But... <laughs> that trip, I didn't have any leggings to go there. I was like, I need to buy some because I don't know what I'm wearing. You've been fully inducted into adventure travel and you're, <laughs> you're doing it right. No. We're learning. We're still there. On the We're road. Always- learning we're always learning but hey we can do this together and we can bring people alongside us and so it's just always an invitation to yeah yeah it's for everyone i mean to be honest yeah just different types of adventure yeah (laughs) all right um before we wrap up is there anything anything any last lasting thoughts that you want to add that you want to share or 
an invitation that you want to send out? I don't know. I think I would just say that I'm so happy to be a part of this industry, to be learning from people who are so experienced like you and uh, other people that I have met along the way. Um, I think that if we give strength to this type of activities and this type of purposes that are so valuable, we can start promoting and changing more uh, how we travel and we can influence other people on bringing in more value for the communities and these places because uh, I think it's very sad to see communities being displaced um, and not being honored for what they are. So if we can do something and support that type of travel, I'm happy to be part of this movement. And um, I don't know, if you haven't been to Baja, you have to be in Baja. You have to learn about Baja. You have to <laughs> swim with whale sharks and you have to do cave paintings, which are more than 2,000 years old. And you have to see gray whales and blue whales and humpback whales, which are my favorite, which are the ones that jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I don't know, you have to try the food and it's so rich and the fresh fish and... Uh, shrimps and chocolate clams, which are these clams Mm -hmm. that are actually like chocolate color. Uh, And uh, you open them and then you put lemon on it and then it just like twirls like this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a very very big fan because I like them when they're cooked, but a lot of people love them like that, super fresh. Um, And I don't know, just visit these places. As Jackie was saying, Jackie fell in love with Loreto because it's such a beautiful town. It's so small, but it's so full of history and the people are so, so nice. And uh, I think there's a reason of why a lot of people from other countries come in and live here because it's such an easy way of living and uh, you feel at home. So if you have the chance to visit Baja California Sur, you should do it. I'm happy to be on this path. Uh, I've learned a lot. I'm sure I'm going to be learning more. And um, hopefully you get to learn and visit also Rancho Cacachelas, which is really nice. And I love it. And um, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Will you come meet us at the ranch when we're there? I'm sure I will. Okay. I, at least I'm going to go and say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Come join us for a cocktail. <laughs> yes, okay. at least. At least dinner. Awesome. Of course. Well, thank you. Thank you so no, much. And we'll see you guys. in Baja. Yes. And yes, we will see her in Baja. So are you joining us? (laughs) Don't forget that this is the very ranch that we will be going to on our February Jump Adventures trip. And we do still have space for that. So I really do hope to see you there. You can find the details and sign up at jumpadventures.com slash Baja. And in the meantime, um, I hope that you have a better idea of what alternative tourism looks like and how projects like this can create such positive impacts for so many involved. And I mentioned this before the conversation that this was part of a pod chat. And um, in the Q&A segment of the pod chat, we had a couple of really good questions that we discussed, like how do travelers seek out these experiences on their own? 
And how can you support projects like this from home? Um, these questions and answers are included in the replay. So I want to take a moment to invite you to come inside PodChats and become part of the conversation. We've been improving PodChats since we started them several months ago. They're free. They're open to everyone. Come on in and join the conversation. It's real. It's energizing. It's time well spent connecting with other like-minded travelers. And I'm inviting you to join me there. We've been doing them monthly and you are invited to join us wherever and whoever you are. Just go to jumpadventures.com slash podchats and come on in. We'll be back next month unless we see you on the inside first. And we hope to see you in the flesh in Baja in February. We will keep inviting you to join us until you decide to take the leap and say, yes, that part is up to you. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to all of this episode today. I hope you enjoyed your Modelo or your taco or your chip (laughs) and this Baja session with us. Hasta luego. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.